You've just tuned into That Really Swell Podcast. The voice of all things themed entertainment. This week's episode is brought to you in part by the following. All rise. Okay, yeah, so let me get this straight. You served as a theme park attendant for six years, right? Yes, sir. And in all that time, did you ever point with two fingers? Uh, no, sir. Just one. One. His client is accused of betraying everything theme park attendants stand for. Well, I believe that pointing with one finger is enough, sir. You need to point better! And now he must work his fingers to the bone defending him. How does a man who worked for half a decade at a theme park get away with pointing with just one finger? He doesn't. He was told to use one finger, and then they covered it up. But behind all the finger pointing, the truth may lie right under his thumb. Gentlemen, they know too much. This is my theme park. Make sure they point the fingers away from me. I want this case buried! In the heart of the nation's tourist capital, in a courtroom of mostly public opinion, one lawyer will stop at nothing to free his client and make his case in point. Uh, Your Honor, yeah, it doesn't take two fingers to point, but it does take two eyes to see the truth. Coming soon, this film is not yet rated. I'm going to be their opening day. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode two of That Really Soul Podcast. If you're new, don't worry. This is only episode two. You really didn't miss much. If you're coming back, thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. So glad we didn't scare you off after the first episode. Uh, with all that said, my name is Julie. I'm your host. I'm here with my very good friend and co-host, Alex, a.k.a. Mr. Maker Mouse. Say hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi. Hello. In today's show, we're going to continue our then and now season, uh, but we're going down the street and headed over to Universal Orlando, or since we're going back in time, Universal Studios Florida. We're going to go into Production Central and Soundstage 42. So right when you walk into the park, first thing you see... What park? Universal Studios. Wait, what park? Universal Studios Florida. It's not, it's not, uh, you know, it's not dramatic enough. We need a little bit more dramatic. Universal Studios Florida. Right, right, right. That's horrible. I got one better. Universal Studios Florida. The only place on earth where you can ride the movies. I needed that Back to the Future background. <laughs> the sound, it just adds a little something. I miss it. Okay, so we're in Universal Studios, Florida. And we're in Production Central, which is the street right where you walk into the park. First thing, it smacks you in the face. We're going to be in Soundstage 42 on the left side. When um, in 1990, when the park opened that year, um, yeah. So Soundstage 42 had a couple different residents since we're going way back when. We're going to start with the very first resident of Soundstage 42, which would be the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera. 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 Who's Hanna-Barbera? Well, <laughs> that's the reason it's not around anymore. <laughs> Is that a lady? Uh, oh, gosh. When I was a kid, I always thought it was a lady. Real, this one lady, yeah, named Hannah. Hannah, like Hannah, first name Hannah, last, last name, name Barbara. Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was, <laughs> there was some cartoon I was obsessed with, and they took over production for the cartoon, and I didn't like their animation style for the cartoon. So every time I saw it, I'm like, it's just Hannah Barbera. <laughs> you had no idea it was two people uh, that were working on it. Not a clue. 
Well, Universal Studios Florida, as it was named at the time, um, the the early design, the concept of the theme park was to put guests in the center of the action of film and television. Um, so soundstage number 42 is the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera. You got to go in the cartoons. Um, Hanna-Barbera cartoons, it, there was a bunch of different universes. We had Yogi Bear, the Jetsons, um, Huckleberry Hound, the Flintstones, uh, Scooby-Doo, am I missing anybody? Uh, tons. Ha well, I mean, uh, those are some that were in the actual ride. Yeah. <laughs> so they're kind of fresh in my mind and on the notes I have in front of me, so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's so many, there's so many uh, Hanna-Barbera So many more. Um, in that time, they were very relevant. And so the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera was a thing in Soundstage 42. Um, for those of you that have never ridden on it before, we'll go over basically what it was. Um, Which, by the way, it's a shame. It's a sh If I could... What, that people don't know? What, if what I were a billionaire, I'd make a time machine... And I take us all back in time so we can write it. I'm so sorry for you. If you were a billionaire, just create the original park again. There are so many attractions that need to be brought back. Look, Why I don't you need your logic about <laughs> the time and effort just and rebuilding. the science. <laughs> it would take more money to create a new time time machine. Let me have my time machine. Okay, have your time machine. Besides. So it's licensing. I don't want to deal with all that. I'll just go back yeah. in time. Then I have okay, to buy all the characters. That's that's a lot. But easier. you know what? Just... It was really fun. Now that you mentioned, it's just Soundstage Forty Two in general. You know, it went through a couple of different iterations, but it's the first Soundstage you come across. It's right yeah. there down the Main Street. It's not Production Main Street. Central. Main Street. Production Central. <laughs> production. Production Central. Yes, yes, yes. Production Central. Production Central. <laughs> No, it was great. It was great to see that having never seen a sound stage before, when you first go to that park and you see this big, giant, massive building and the colors and all that, it's really cool. It's a cool experience. Yeah, I've, it, it, we're probably dating ourselves here, but at the time, I was a youth. <laughs> and um, actually, I was I was very much a kid. And um, just seeing all the, the bright colors mixed in with the, you know, because they kept it. It looked... On the outside, if you look on the sides of the building, you would see the text Soundstage 42 right there printed on it. Yeah. So you saw it, you kind of felt like you were getting a backstage look yeah. at, um, you know, a studio in a sense. Yeah. And then, on, you know, you had the all the, the theming on the outside for the actual ride, which was kind of cool. So this was a Hanna-Barbera attraction. And it was a... You know, uh, not to anybody's surprise, but it was a attraction with a lot of with a giant screen. It was a 2D and 3D, was it? Yep. It's a mixture of 2D animation and 3D animation. The characters were all in 2D, traditional, uh, to keep their style and not deviate from it. And then the environments, the vehicles and all that were in 3D animation. So it, um, upon entering the actual big so right when you get out of the outside queue you go into a you know the first showroom pre-show all that jazz and you get a kind of an, an idea of what the storyline is basically um elroy jetson a hanna-barbera character for those who don't know <laughs> um he is kidnapped um and we have to save him he's kidnapped from dick da by dick Dastardly mm -hmm. and Muttley. Those are the villains of the story. You know, what I found interesting, this I did not know this, that the whole purpose of that ride was to connect to the Jetsons movie that was coming out that year. I love that movie. I've never seen it. Oh my gosh, that is that movie is amazing. Yeah, I've got it. I've the been... soundtrack, yeah. the 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 way they did the animation, it was for its time, yeah. of course. It was one of my favorites, right. and I wasn't crazy about Hanna Barbera, but yeah. I loved it. I never had a chance. Um, I'll check it out. It but I didn't really know good. the ride was literally connected to that, and they knew 
that they were going to create a Hanna-Barbera multiverse, so to speak. They had the Jetsons, and then they had the live-action Flintstones, and then the live-action Scooby-Doo. They had it all planned out. They even set it in the ride, and that's mm-hmm. why Dastardly was all ticked off and kidnapped Elroy. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, that's... Um... I wish I'd done it's, that. It was cool. It was, yeah, I know. It was, we, we were just like, well, me, I was just there for like the fun of the actual yeah. ride. I had no idea these things were tying into yeah. all these um, features that were coming out. So that's kind of cool. Um, uh, so Hanna-Barbera, the Hanna-Barbera Enterprises was actually the first animation studio to produce cartoons exclusively for TV, which I had no idea. And that was, again, I, I, you don't know these things when you're a kid and you're just like enjoying yeah. what's around you and like, oh, look, that's bright and colorful and this ride moves. <laughs> and it's like now as I'm old, <laughs> have a, whole, a newfound appreciation for all these things and they're not around anymore. <laughs> Wasteful. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the ride, it was a nowadays when you go on 3D rides, you're kind of like by your not by yourself, but in the ride vehicle by yourself with the screen in front of you. That's yeah. the majority of the 3D rides now currently. But this ride, it was a giant room. And then there were I don't even know how many ride vehicles there were. There was a lot in this big room and everybody got to experience it together at the same time it was a it was an auditorium basically yeah it was massive and um so you got to see all the cars around you people in front of you people in back of you everybody experiencing the ride at the same time and you know in front of this giant screen and it was it was just amazing i really really liked it for its time i thought it was a fantastic ride i think it was four by twelve i think uh, uh, the cars, I think it was four by, excuse me, four by 12. Like, four by three, excuse me, four by three. I think there were 12 vehicles, I think. I could be wrong on that. I think there had to be more than that. It was a big room. I don't, um, are you fact checking right now? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, hear, I hear clicking. Click, click. <laughs> well, well, Alex fact checks. The film, um, was actually the ride film was the first ever to use computer generated imagery um, with the characters created with the traditional cell animated techniques. Um, so that I think that's why it looked kind of like it was very unique yeah. when I when I remember riding on it. Um, but I of course, you're a kid, you can't really pinpoint why does this look different? Um, but knowing now knowing that that's the uh technology that they used to create the movie i thought that was pretty cool so look it says they had so it was eight riders per vehicle mm-hmm. total or row per vehicle eight riders per vehicle that's it yeah so two rows maybe no, no no no. i'm just saying eight people in each car okay and then there were two rows yeah that's what he said <laughs> wait hold on what am I reading here? Riders per vehicle, eight riders per vehicle, four per row. You were talking about the rows in the vehicle. Thought you were talking about the rows of the cars. Yeah. You're, no, the yeah. vehicle. Like how Who's on first? Who's on first? This is where this is going to. All right, keep talking. I'm still looking for the number of vehicles. Okay. <laughs> So, while Alex finds the number of vehicles, which is completely irrelevant at this time. I need to know. Um, I was right, 12. I'll talk a little bit more 12. about the actual... It's 12. For each vehicle? 12 vehicles. Okay. 12 vehicles. So, oh, 12 total... What? <laughs> is Math is hard. <laughs> Math is complicated. What? <laughs> Math is so hard. <laughs> 12 vehicles. 12 vehicles. Eight, eight guests per vehicle. 96 people all together. Okay. That's that's a pretty good... Um, that's pretty good. Hmm. Like, uh, to filter through almost 100 people. Yeah. Wow, look at that theater. I mean, it's amazing. It's so massive. <laughs> but I Love think, it. I think it, it felt massive because... 
the vehicles also. We were small. Smaller, oh. smaller. But I do remember the vehicles were pretty, they, they felt pretty big. Because if I recall correctly, where you sat, that part moved, but like the back didn't move, I think. So it made the vehicle look bigger. So once you sat in it, the actual the motion simulator part would move and all that, but the like the butt of the car, the bumper at the end, yeah. wouldn't move. Yeah. So they looked was, really uh, big. That's why I kept saying, what? 12 people for a vehicle? No, 12 vehicles. No, what? 12 people? Because in my mind, the ride vehicle was huge. Yeah, so yeah. I thought that more people fit in each one. That's, yeah. yeah. Hence the confusion. Also, I'm Julie. Don't get confused easily. Yeah. Um, so, for the ride, the um, the film, the storyline, we can't have a rocket ship without a captain, and our captain was smarter than the average bear. It was. <laughs> He is smarter than the average bear. Well, that's true, it that's was true. Yogi Bear was the captain. That isn't I saying say, much. That isn't saying I say much. this, and I know, like, you know, a lot of people are like, "Who?" Hi, hi, it's your buddy Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear that was terrible. and Boo Boo. That was really bad. I'm just gonna glaze over that. Yogi Bear. You know who Boo -Boo. does a worse Yogi Bear? A worse Yogi Bear. And I hope he's watching. Your hubby does a worse Yogi <laughs> no, Bear. No, his his no, impressions no, are spot on. No. His impressions they never fail. Like his they, Yogi Bear is like a retired New York taxi cab driver who's on life support. His impressions are amazing. Okay, so don't hate. You're just trying to keep the audience <laughs> so, together. <laughs> Yogi Bear. And Boo Boo were, um, they were captain of the rocket ship and they were going to um, help us fly the rocket ship and save Elroy from Dick Dastardly and Muttley. Um, so uh, I think we mentioned it earlier before this ride, the storyline, uh, you go through the <laughs> I hate calling it a multiverse because it's not. Marvel. It's the multiverse. You go the multiverse of Hanna-Barbera. That's right. <laughs> so you get to see all the different, not all of them, but many of the different um, Hanna-Barbera universes um, that were relevant at the time. Uh, the rocket ship was powered by a, a giant rubber band. So in slingshot fashion, um everybody was off and that's how we got the rocket ship going and it was so powerful it shot us back in time so the very first universe we went to was not only but bedrock so we got to see the lovable flintstones, the flintstones. in bedrock so basically you're just flying through these worlds and the characters kind of make cameos uh yeah. when you're in each world Actually, so the some, was the some of the uh, producers of the film have cameos in the actual film. They were animated into the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. You know, um, so, yeah. what bugged me about that, I loved it, don't get me wrong, but what bugged me about Bedrock was we f we're flying through, we fly past Fred, we almost hit him. He's on the big giant dinosaur working. We fly past him, he jumps mm -hmm, and gets scared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We fly down the street. We've gone now maybe two miles or three miles out into the streets of Bedrock. And he's in the car with Barney. How in the world did he get questions. there? Don't ask right. Listen. All right. They, they, they drive their, they don't drive their cars. Their cars are powered by feet. Foot power. So you, foot power, you don't know how fast that foot power is back then. Okay. It could be faster than the slingshotted rocket ship for all you know. So right, right. he could have gotten from his dinosaur to the car, picked up his best friend in like minutes and you wouldn't even know. Wow. You sit down and contemplate a lot of weird stuff, don't you? I mean, don't ask questions. <laughs> so Starting in Bedrock because the force of the slingshot was so powerful, we went back in time. And I think it's pretty cool because we went back in time to Bedrock, but the ride ended in the future. 
um, in the Jetsons universe yeah. where Elroy was reunited with his family. But wait a minute. And then Dick Dastardly Edma. You what? can't just go, you can't skip over Scooby-Doo. I did like that universe, though. I loved awesome. going in that haunted mansion. Yeah, the um, Scooby-Doo, in the Scooby-Doo universe, um, you meet up with the um, mystery machine. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the, all the Scooby-Doo characters, and then you go into the haunted, um, there's like, I don't want to say haunted mansion. Castle. It's a castle. Castle. It's like a haunted castle. And I, I just love the fact that the ride, it ends up not being scary at that point, but the whole vibe ends up being like a little yeah. creepy because now you're in like Scooby-Doo's universe. There's one part um, about that that I love, which goes back to our conversation about the the like wow that's just cool the 2d and 3d combined in that case there's one moment where is it dastardly uh, yeah it's dastardly he's flying through we're seeing him flying in front of us he hits a bed goes underneath the bed and picks the bed up the sheets the sheets right yeah <laughs> like the sheets are 3d you know the sheets are 3d mm -hmm. but there's 2d underneath it you're not processing this as a child you're like What's happening yeah, now? As a kid, you're like, what is this sorcery? <laughs> you can't mix what those two mediums. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, the Scooby-Doo universe was one of my favorites because I, I, I think the part that sticks out to me was the traveling through the castle hallways, yeah. being that the hallways were so, it, it, it just, you get like basically really into the story yeah. and you forget that you're in this giant room, but yeah. you feel confined because you're traveling through the hallways yeah. and it's like 3D and it's just the way they did the the animation on the film is just, I have a, a better appreciation for it now. Yeah, I knew I liked it as a kid, but I never knew why. Yeah. But now I know why and it kind of like all ties together. Yeah. So yeah, Elroy, yeah. Yeah. spoilers, he gets reunited with his family. Dick Dastardly and Muttley go to jail. Um, I cannot stand that dude. I was so happy at the end. Why would Dick you ki he kidnap that kid? Yeah, but he kidnaps He's... the kid. Elroy is literally begging for his father to help him. I know, him. that was so sad and we couldn't help him and like he reaches out and I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't grab you, you're in animation. Dad, help me, dad. <laughs> oh. <And> I'm like. <laughs> Oh, this is wrong. my heart every time. <laughs> um, but he was reunited with his family and it was beautiful. Um, and then, but the best part, not the best part, but one of the awesome parts is that when the ride was over, like the fun wasn't over because if you're a kid, you know, you're like, okay, well, oh, that was it. That's done. But the next room was actually an interactive play area yeah. when you exit. Um, and you can spend as much time as you want there. You're yep. in, they had like um, interactive, uh, a, a, there was like a, a piano on the floor where you, you could press it with your feet. And then um, it was like an organ of birds uh, yeah. in bedrock. And then you would press it and the birds would kind of like squawk depending on how you would play the piano. Yeah. And they had like- So each bird was attached to a key. Yeah, and every time each you bird press was a key, attached to a key. Ah! Right. Ah! So you would think, oh, this is what it must be like in bedrock when I'm playing this particular instrument. And then they had the bedrock cars like for photo ops. And it was just so cool. They A had little so miniature many... house of bedrock. Oh, yeah. The, probably, the, the house. Well, we keep saying bedrock, but it's most likely the Flintstones. Flintstones. Their car, yeah. their house. Right. It, it was just so cool to they be had a lot. in that area. They had a lot in there. Then they had, well, basically, it was, they were kind of trying sort of teaching you animation. So there was mm -hmm. an interactive screen where you can color in the characters. There was an area for sound where you could add sound to the cartoons. Yeah. Cartoon sounds, yeah. by the way. There was a there was a lot like the little like boink. <laughs> like yeah. little weird cartoon sounds. Yeah. I call that area the shut up area. Cause Why? Because you can't hear? No. Because like, people are so loud? No, because when you get out of the ride as a kid and you think it's done, you're like, shut up! There's more! <laughs> It was always more. more. I just, it was it was really really cool. And then um, yeah. So 
That, of course, like everything else, uh, didn't last. Attendance started going down. Um, the the hype for the attraction, it just started dwindling. Guests were not really interested because as time went on, uh, the relevance of it just, you know, they were like, what's Hanna-Barbera? Who's Hanna-Barbera? What are these cartoons? They had no idea. Yeah, who are the, who are the Flintstones? Right, and it's weird because you'd think, oh, I'm in this theme park. There's an attraction right there. Let me just go to it. I guess guests were not really intrigued because they had no idea who these people were. So, you know, the... Yeah, that is weird. That is weird, isn't it? You would think, oh, this is here. Let me go to it. I'm in the gate. I'm in the gate. But, you know, sometimes... $100, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I think that's just a big excuse and theme parks just want to... Change. They just want to change, which is fine. It's good, of course. You have to do that, but... Sometimes it's too much of an excuse because right now, as we speak, there's multiple theme parks throughout the world for Warner Brothers and their properties. Who knows who Yosemite Sam and Daffy Duck? Yeah, are. but like Six Flags is doing just fine, yeah. and you know, so I don't, I don't know. That was that was the reasoning behind it. Um, that was the reason the decision was made in 1998 to replace the Hanna Barbera attraction. Um, Universal did not renew their contract with Hanna-Barbera because of this reasoning, whether it is accurate or not. And so um, the ride, the the wonderful ride (laughs) closed closed down. Um, It closed in October 2002. The the next resident of Soundstage 42 was Jimmy Neutron's. It was Jimmy Neutron's Nicktoon Blast. Yeah. And that was open in April of 2003. So just a year after Hanna-Barbera closed. Um, I didn't like Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> not like, not, the ride was basically the same ride. Like uh-huh. it was it was a simulator in front of a screen. You had 12 cars, we decided. It was the same concept, but the show was just lackluster. I can say you have no enthusiasm when you went into it. I got to talk about Neutron. I just got to Let's bring back the enthusiasm. All right. It it was fine. I mean, it was fine. Jimmy Neutron, I just thought he was was so vanilla. Just boring. Jimmy Neutron. It's interesting, though. Too much hairspray. I guess it makes sense that they use Neutron because science and rockets and travel and all that. Mm-hmm. You would sort of think when you sit back and think about it that you'd SpongeBob because he'd been huge forever. Okay, you're ahead of me. Hmm. You're ahead of me. We'll get there. We'll we'll get back to that. Okay. Let's put a pin in that right now. Um, but... <laughs> So Jimmy Neutron was the new host for this ride. So basically the ride got a little facelift. They took all the Hanna-Barbera stuff down, replaced it with Jimmy Neutron stuff. Um, And in this new, uh, the show that they created for the ride, and just like, you know, uh, the Hanna-Barbera went through their multiverse, we were now going into the multiverse of Nicktoons. Which the, at the time was very popular. Um, so the I don't even I'm trying to remember the actual concept of the Jimmy Neutron ride. It, it is the story. You know, okay, it was an alien attack. Okay, the aliens. See, this is how much I really cared. For <laughs> I'm gonna need you to help me fill in the gaps. Okay, so an alien attack, and what are we doing? Are we saving? People from aliens. We're saving the universe. We're saving the universe from these aliens. While traveling through universes of Nickelodeon. The, okay, so the part of the ride that I did like, because I wasn't crazy about Jimmy Neutron, but I like the fact that we got to visit a lot of the other Nick universes. Right. Um, so we would go into like Bikini Bottom which was, I think, toward the end of the ride, if I'm not mistaken, and like visit SpongeBob's universe, mm-hmm. and SpongeBob would mistake the um, the ride vehicle for a giant jellyfish yeah. of sorts, and because he was trying to capture us. You know why, right? Um, 
the didn't he want to present the present it to like some famous jellyfishing guy? Oh no, that's not what I meant. I meant because SpongeBob is a buffoon. Oh, I have no love for SpongeBob. <laughs> this is like this is such. <laughs> This would be the time of the podcast where everybody would get up and get something to eat. Because apparently Alex and I have no love for this version of South Stage 42 at all. They should have made the whole ride about that whole section about Squidward. That's what they should have made. Okay. It's only because you can relate to Squidward. Totally. Um, SpongeBob. He's not a buffoon. He's misunderstood. SpongeBob is misunderstood. But anyway. So you got to visit all these different universes in the um, Nickelodeon universe, um, like Rugrats, Fairly Odd Parents, SpongeBob, Rocket Power, um, Rocket Power, Rocket Power. Do I not know Rocket Power? Apparently, you what don't. What is Rocket Power? <laughs> it was another, what is Rocket Power? It was another Nick show, and then uh, what was uh, Hey Arnold? Was another one? Yes, Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold. Um, what was different about that one though, which was also fun, I, I did like that. That the start of the ride, you were in the back lot. Of yeah, that was cool. So there was a that whole was bunch cool. of little animated sound stages, and you would see all the characters hanging out there, and then they would transition subtly into the towns and cities of the characters. Yeah, that I did like because I was like, oh look, we're at the studios were in a back lot that part was cool how they incorporated that into it i thought that was that was pretty neat um so i'm trying to think okay the one thing even though i did not really have so much love for this ride the part of the ride that i just i loved and made me laugh out loud like literally every single time was at the end every vehicle did the chicken dance like they would have the um the way the ride was set up the vehicles would bounce up and down and then on the screen as part of the show they were playing the chicken dance music and then you would see all the guests in front of you like bouncing up and yeah. down and it was just like <laughs> so finally <laughs> well finally we well first let me say i hated that part because ah. you've had these vehicle vehicles jumping up and down i'm getting spinal cord injuries it was ridiculous. The seats were hard plastic. Spinal cord injuries. You weren't even old at that time. That's how bad it was. <laughs> they just kept. The. Uh, I loved it. We defeated the bad guys, right? But they're sore losers. So then they grab hold of our vehicles and they force them into the chicken dance. And then, uh, what is it? What's his friend's name? Um. Oh my god! The, the kid with the glasses. Yeah. Oh my the god. The one that's obsessed with llamas. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. I don't know his name. I don't know. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I forgot his name. Are but you gonna look it up? I want to, but I don't think I should because I'm an adult. But then the... yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Wait, Carl. 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 There we go. That's it. And then here goes. Here goes the the little tune that they would play. Now I have control. And then you get out of the ride, limping, <laughs> sciaticas swelling up. Oh god! I just loved seeing all the vehicles in front. Like if you were toward the back, you would see yeah. all the vehicles in front of you and the vehicles to the side. Like because the way it bounced up and down was pretty strong. Like yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That was funny. Kids hitting their head on the vehicle in the front. Oh my teeth! Oh. It was terrible. Was my favorite. I loved that part. Would was what made the ride worth it for me. <laughs> That's all you waited for. That's all I waited for. That's, That's all, all I for. wanted. That's all I wanted. Um, so once everybody did the chicken dance, you exited into the next room, which, as we described earlier, was um, the interactive bedrock area for um, when it was the Hanna Barbera attraction. Yeah. But now it was an interactive game area, um, Nickelodeon style. Um, and they had like Nick exhibits and things like that. So they kept the interactive area. It's just now. But Nick it was theme. a little less. 
little less. Um, there was some stuff they, you know, they, they could have, it wasn't as involved as the bedrock one. Mm. It, it was a little lackluster, but and it, was a, yeah. it was a little wink and a hint and a sign of things to come. Yeah. <laughs> without, without even realizing it. So, but I mean, you could still, it, it was still a place where kids can keep busy for a while. Um, it just wasn't as exciting as the mm. Hanna-Barbera. Um, it, it wasn't as immersive. It wasn't. And that is an yeah. honest, that is not a nostalgic opinion. That is an honest, mm -hmm. factual opinion. There was more to do in the previous yep. version. Right. And, um, and so to touch on to touch on what you said before, like we let's take out that pin that mm. we put in earlier. So uh, for the Jimmy Neutron attraction, um, <laughs> again, just like Hanna Barbera, uh, after time the attendance started dwindling down, and so uh, I, I guess I don't know if the the theme park did research or asked guests or whatnot, but. Uh, guest feedback, guests said that the Jimmy Neutron story was not as well executed as it could have been. And they actually would have preferred SpongeBob huh. to host the attraction, which I totally understand because I remember at that time when we were on the ride, I couldn't wait to visit Bikini Bottom and see SpongeBob and all the characters there. Uh -huh. So SpongeBob probably had more of a fan base and was more relevant than Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. And, you know, the people wanted SpongeBob, which, you know, they didn't do. Yeah. Yeah. In instead, they uh, shut down the ride completely. <laughs> <laughs> well, we Jimmy could, Neutron. but we already did, Nick, so we're shutting it down. And so uh, Jimmy Neutron's Nicktoon Blast closed its doors in 2011. So... You know, what was it? It wasn't even 10 years, right? Mm. What do we say, 2002? Yeah. Almost 10 years. Almost. Um, and then they, they shut the doors. So Jimmy Neutron's Nicktoon Blast is a, was a no more in 2011. I, I, if they would have put SpongeBob in there, I probably would have been more intrigued. If they had put SpongeBob I, in there, I think it still would have been on. To this day, yeah. Well, um, kind of like pirates because it's endless. SpongeBob continues. He's still popular. Yeah. He's still at the top of the food chain. Well, SpongeBob, um, SpongeBob is still even though Nick Studios is no longer in Universal Studios, and um, you know the uh, Jimmy Neutron's Nicktoon Blast. It's no longer a Nick Nickelodeon uh, themed area. Um, Universal kept the spongebob character because i think they're in the parades that they have oh, yeah. and also spongebob has his own store spongebob store pants mm -hmm. um so spongebob is still like alive and well in the yeah. parks um but i guess he they didn't find a reason to give him his own attraction you know which is unfortunate because i think spongebob would have done really well yeah absolutely I, I like I like SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob, and Alex can attest to this because I made him see a, the SpongeBob movie when it came out. <sighs> Just no comment at all. I'm not going to even get into that. Was it the Did I make you see the SpongeBob movie? I made you see Hey Arnold, didn't I? That one. Was there a Hey Arnold movie? That one as well. Was it both? That was hey, it the SpongeBob one too? That Hey Arnold was terrible. <laughs> This is terrible. We saw a lot of really bad That's, movies. <laughs> I had to sit through that right after I watched the Recess movie, which was the greatest movie at the time. Uh, see, I was never really into Recess. You made me go from TJ Detweiler to Football Head. That's insulting. <laughs> I was a big, uh, I was really big into Nickelodeon when I was a kid. And I felt that, oh my gosh, these movies are going to be so amazing. <laughs> And then, like, I would see the movie and be like, I just made a huge mistake. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. As a kid, it was like, this is not that great. Yeah, no. <laughs> the cartoons were better. Um, okay, so, yeah, Jimmy Neutron. 
close its doors 2011. Um, by the way, haven't mentioned this yet. If you guys like what you hear, uh, other than YouTube, you can find us on socials. We have TikTok, the TikTok, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So you can also find us there and, um, you know, just connect with us on those socials if uh, if you want to have something aside from YouTube. Yeah. And yeah. you can also comment and... And you can correct you know, us on everything wrong we've said. Correct us. And at the end of the show, I'll provide an email for those who have um, some negative things they need to say about Alex. If he's offended anyone in any way, there will be an email that you can direct those to. Why don't I just make a list of things I don't like? I'll put it out there and you guys can criticize that. <laughs> Okay, moving on. So SpongeBob. You know the uh you know what I'm seeing here when Universal opens a ride and then or an attraction and then they just make the decision to close it down. Their turnaround time is really fast to open the next attraction. That's true. I'm guessing I'm guessing because it's basically the same like schematics it the attraction itself just needs a facelift but i'm looking at these dates and whenever they close an attraction the next year the new attraction is open well i think it's more so the venue because it's a soundstage so they always work within most of the time it's a soundstage i can't think yeah well no they're all soundstages right except for potter oh yeah no potter's not a soundstage but yeah neither is they keep the building black Men in Black, no Men in Black, Men or in um, Back to the Future, but yeah. they keep the same building. Unlike Disney, that sometimes sometimes they just build the whole thing from scratch all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they um, they, their turnaround time is really. They also really they're also not stupid. So, for instance, the vehicles from actually not the vehicles, the entire ride from uh, Transformers is the same thing as Men in Black, not Men in Black. Dang it. Same thing as Transformers. Transformers and Spider-Man are the same. Spider-Man, yeah. Same vehicles. They have the same track. The same path that they take. They just redress the whole thing. That's beneficial only in the way that, let's say, one could not go to Islands of Adventure. Or when they did go to Islands of Adventure, they couldn't get on Spider-Man. Well, there is the same exact ride. It's a carbon copy, just different characters in Universal Studios. So, like, if you wanted to experience Okay, that, hold on. I out. Okay, yes, I heard that, all right? It's not exactly the same. Okay, I know, I know. What I'm saying is pretty much it's the same track. Relax. We're having fun. It's different characters. It's, different characters. It's okay. I still like That's Universal. It. I still like the ride. We love Universal. We love the... Okay, disclaimer. This We talk about all things themed entertainment, all <laughs> meaning the good and the bad. So... This is all. <laughs> so Soundstage 42, Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem, um, based on the Despicable Me franchise, of course, which I, another one that <laughs> I never really got into. However, I think that if you go into the ride, from the moment you get into the queue, to the pre-show area, to the actual ride itself, uh, the way they did the facelift for a lack words um they did really well like they put a lot into it and i was you know i was very pleasantly surprised when i went and i experienced yeah they stepped up their their game they've got uh that illumination money illumination (laughs) it's uh it looks i mean every time you say it i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna press the button every time you say it too. Uh, Despicable Me Minion may have the I I like it. I don't know. I could be just biased because I since the park opening, I've experienced every single attraction that housed Soundstage 42, and my favorite will always be Hanna Barbera. Mm. Um, but I. I just, I don't know. I'm not into the story of of the Despicable Me Minion Mayhem. Um, mm. It's a, uh, it's it, it just didn't like capture anything in me. I wasn't like engaged. 
I think the worst... You haven't gone on it, right? No, but I do like okay. the Minions. And I've seen... Okay. I'm aware of the ride and what's in it, but... For me, I think they should just eliminate the humans in that world altogether. Just make it all about the Minions. If the Smurfs survived, why can't I just have a world of Minions? I saw the Minions but... movie, and I enjoyed that very much, and it was all about them. When the people come into it, I get bored. But you need Gru. You need, like, no. someone for the minions to serve, though. No, it would be hilarious just to see them throughout their entire existence always looking for someone to serve. And they find God, different geez. people every time. <laughs> well, you said you didn't want the people in there. I know, but it still wouldn't be about them. It would be about the minions. So the people would just be, like, like uh, just random characters? Afterthoughts. Ex extras? <laughs> Don't need them. They'll just be they'll just be extras. So I think the ride should have, my opinion, <clears throat> should have focused more on them. But I mean, you can't you can't uh, deny the numbers that that movie brought in and the franchise brings in. So obviously they're still making them. They're yeah. still making um, you know Minions slash Despicable Me movie. I mean, they're doing really really well. So yeah. I of, don't see this as of this airing. I mean, the rise <clears throat> of Gru is right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, and the Minions is like, these characters are just, I, I don't know what it is. You, you know, people love them. I'll Kids tell you what it them. is. This is what it is. They don't be shot! That's what it is. <laughs> Anytime you hear that, you're just like, okay, I'm in. I don't know about this Minion thing. They don't be shot! Oh, okay. I'm oh, in. okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> -da -da. That sounds great. <laughs> the, um... So the the the, the, <laughs> the ride itself, in the ride, you have Gru, Margot, Edith, Agnes, and of course, the minions. Um, the whole thing, again, I, the story I'm not too crazy about. Like the youngest, um, she has a gift for Gru and it's an, a, you know, an adoption anniversary gift, which is really, really sweet. And she's trying to like protect it the entire time, um, you know, and just things go awry like every other uh, yeah. storyline. Um, but it doesn't have anything, you know, that was just engaging that you, you know, and I can't, the only thing I have to compare it to is really the Hanna-Barbera one, which, you know, that storyline is like, okay, gotta save Elroy, gotta reunite him with the, you know, with his parents. It's like every subsequent attraction, just the ride itself, the story, it was like, nah, mm. you know, didn't really um, do anything for for me. Um, even as a, well, I can't say I was really a kid when I went on it because it only came out 10 years ago, but um, it was just like, eh, this doesn't, this is not, where is where is the part where you really get involved? Right. I wasn't immersed in the story. I don't know. It could just be me. Uh, you know, maybe other people are, but it's doing very well. The ride itself is fun. Yeah. Um, I like the the whole pre-show area is just gorgeous. Yeah. Like you're inside um, Gru's, uh, I, I, I believe it's living room. Um, and it's just amazing what they did with the space in there. And it's just really, really good. They yeah. did so much with the queue and the pre-show area. Having said that, when you exit the ride, <laughs> everything we came to know from the previous attractions, the interactive play areas, and Alex said earlier before that the Nicktoons Jimmy Neutron's Nicktoon Blast, the interactive area, like they started, um, it there was less and less offerings there. Um, <laughs> right now, in the Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem post-ride area, I don't know what to call it, but it's basically a giant room where there's a big screen ahead of you and mm -hmm. you can kind of see everybody that's exiting the ride and it's like a party atmosphere like dark uh, strobe lights like confetti everything <laughs> on the screen <laughs> yeah on the screen it's like a party atmosphere so 
basically they want you to join in the festivities and then like you know you have like the two people that are exiting the ride that start dancing because they see themselves on the screen dancing and stuff like that but that is the interactive that's it that's that's it you don't dance you're not interacting (laughs) um so this is the fun part not the fun part because i've been having a blast a nicktoons blast this whole time (laughs) So I have. I don't even have a sound bite for you. I don't even have. There was no sound. I paused and everything. There was. It's not deserving. (laughs) This is just silence. Um, I have some trivia questions. Oh, good trivia. Yeah, I see this being tradition now. So we have trivia for Alex. Can we not call it trivia? Let's call it. Now it's time to pop quiz. Humiliate Alex. No, you might do good because you love Universal. So you never know. You might surprise yourself. No, I fail every quiz. Or not. I mean. <laughs> um, okay, so. I'm already sweating. Okay, let's see. First question. I am going to go to the first residence of um, Soundstage 42, Hanna-Barbera. Okay. For Hanna-Barbera. Chuck Norris. No. Sorry. And if you were paying attention to this podcast and not just, you know, doing whatever, looking up things on your computer, you would know the answer to this. Oh. If you remember. Well, then, no, I won't know. No. You know this one. Okay. Where was the first, in Hanna-Barbera, right, Mm -hmm. where was the first stop out of all the cartoon worlds? or universes, or multiverses. What was the first stop that we went to? Nebraska. We literally just said this. It is not. Nebraska is not in the Hanna-Barbera universe. We went back in time. Um, because the power source of the rocket was a giant rubber band and it, yeah, sl- it slingshot right. us all the way back to ne- bedrock. Nebra- ne- bedrock, Nebraska. Bedrock, Nebraska. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, I have a I have a follow-up question for the Hanna-Barbera since you did so well on that one. Chicago. What, what brand, brand. Okay, sponsored, brand. Right. what brand yeah. sponsored the Hanna-Barbera ride from 1990 to 2002? Kraft macaroni and cheese. I could really go for some box macaroni and cheese right now that you mentioned that. But no, it wasn't Kraft. You give up? Oh, one more? One more. Lego. Lego? Like Legos? Mm. No. Are you just saying anything that comes to your brain? I'm looking at things on my desk. No. You have Legos on your desk? You have mac and cheese on I. It's kind of old, but I do have no. mac and cheese on my desk. No. The answer is 7-Up. 7-Up sponsored the Hanna-Barbera ride from the opening to close. I did not know that. I don't even remember seeing that. I and Like in Disney, you know who's sponsoring a ride. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. But uh, really? I don't, I don't think they ever put that up. 7-Up sponsored them. Okay, so let's go to the next resident of Soundstage 42, Jimmy Neutron's Nicktoon Blast. So this one was kind of cool. Thank you, Your you Honor. You got to use... You're going to use your brain for this. Ooh, that's a bad choice. So, in Jimmy Neutron's Nicktoon Blast, by the time the ride closed, okay? Because remember, they made the decision to close the ride down because of, you know, relevance, all that stuff. I'm also enjoying how slowly and condescending you're reading this, but please continue. (laughs) I have to read it as if I'm reading it to a kindergartner. This is true. Mac and cheese and Legos are not going to be the answer to this one, okay? So, by the, time the ride, by the time the ride closed, and this, the answer to this explains the whole relevancy aspect. Uh-huh. Which two, two uh-huh. remaining characters in the Nicktoon universe were the only ones to be creating new shows at the time? Uh-huh. Only two. Right. 
So think about the ride. Uh -huh. Think about the Nicktoons characters yeah. and the universes. Yeah. Only two were actively having new shows come out. Yeah. And that's probably why they closed it down. Could you go back to to the word relevance? What does that mean? <laughs> At the time, I, I don't know how to explain relevance. <laughs> it means and that's what matters okay why are you asking these questions all right oh. here are my two answers uh it has to be spongebob yes that's one of them and the fairly odd Come on. parents yes you got it right yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I cannot believe it. Wow, thanks. <laughs> Just because I got seven wrong. So much faith in you. <laughs> yes, SpongeBob and the Fairly Odd Parents were only two, two of all those Nicktoon Universe shows that were creating new shows at the time of the ride closure. Which probably is the reason why. <laughs> Relevance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there you go. See? Um, okay, and now for the last question. Oh my god, I thought we were done. No, we have to go through all three residences of the uh, Sunstage Party 2. Okay, this is the last one, and if you're paying attention, you know the answer, okay? I don't pay attention to anything. God, <laughs> jeez. Oh, okay, so for Despicable Me, in Despicable Me Minion Mayhem, what's the occasion? For the gift that Agnes oh. wanted to give Gru. A bar mitzvah. Do we know if Gru is Jewish? Sounds, sounds Jewish to me. <laughs> no, it's not a bar mitzvah. I said it a second ago. Do you give up? I think that's Do easier. You... I think that's the easier path. It was an adoption anniversary gift. And since you didn't even know that, or remember that, because it was literally the third and final residence of Soundstage 42, so we literally went over it like five minutes ago, I guess you don't want the bonus follow-up question. Well, I'm already humiliated, so let's just uh, finish it off. Gosh. Okay, so the bonus question, what was the gift? Oh, well, since you said uh, adoption, I assume adoption papers. No. Please tell me how the child can produce adoption papers for the for the parent. I see those YouTube videos. It happens all the time. I mean, I guess it's with they the help give of a parent. The paper. Oh my gosh! No, <laughs> the gift, the gift was a doll replica of Gru himself. That's a dumb gift. It. I mean, I guess it's heartfelt. That's why you don't get any gifts. This is also true. Because you think they're dumb. What is this? Right. Well, I think that it was a very successful trivia game. You did get one answer right. Right, right. That's pretty a good. A complete answer. It wasn't even a half answer. So I'm like really surprised about that. It only took um, me a while, but I got it. Yeah. Yeah, you did get it. See, that's what happens when you use your brain. And then, but if you let me talk too much... Then I start saying stupid stuff and weird stuff and offensive like, things. Yeah, let's not let's not do that because I haven't even said our email yet for people to complain. This is why um, you're the host and I'm not. Oh gosh, we have to limit how much you talk, ever. <laughs> All right, so we talked a lot like we always do, but we want to hear from you all. So if you've experienced any of the attractions, Hanna-Barbera, Jimmy Neutron, or Despicable Me, if you haven't experienced any, if you want to experience any of them, we want to hear from you. If you have anything to say about the show at all, please let it be positive. We want to hear from you. If you have any complaints about anything Alex said, specifically email what Alex has said. Specifically, any complaints about what Alex said, or if you want to leave positive feedback or show ideas, right? for the future, yeah. we can always like, you know, do that. Um, you can email us <laughs> at that, what? Oh, I'm thinking they're also gonna send us ideas on new host. 
Ah. Um, we like Julie, but uh, I think you could do better. <laughs> you could do better than Alex. Oh goodness. Um, you can email us at that really swell podcast at gmail.com. And of course, like always, since you're watching this on YouTube, if you like it, we would love for you to subscribe, hit the notification bell so you don't miss when we do come back and upload another video. Ding. And leave us comments and we'll try to respond to comments on the next show. So we want to hear from you. You can help us grow and all that good stuff. We appreciate you. You can help the show grow. You can help me grow in, ca yes. in character as well. In character. And he needs a lot of growth. So with the more subscribers we get, he will grow and blossom into a caring, heartfelt human being that I know he can be. It's <laughs> a lot. But thank you for joining us. We hope you had fun. I had fun. I don't know if Alex had fun. Oh, I had fun. He was Oh, that's his fun face. Mm. <laughs> yeah, fun. Um, so again, thanks for tuning in. And remember, whatever you do, do it swell. Illumination! 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 <laughs>